Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, we are continuing our sermon series today that's called Road Trip, Choosing the Way of Change. We've been talking in recent weeks about how there's something about road trips that when we get out away from home, when we get out on the open road, we can become more open to new ideas and new perspectives. It can be transformational for us in, in all kinds of different ways. And that's part of the reason that in the Bible, as God is working to change people, as God is working to change the world, so often God will send people on these transformational road trips. In this sermon series, we've been looking at one of the most influential road trip stories in the entire Bible, and that's the Old Testament story of the Exodus. Uh, It's the story of how God takes the ancient Israelites and God changes their status, God changes their identity, God changes their location, and to bring about all of that change, God leads the ancient Israelites on a a road trip. So we've been following along with their journey in this sermon series, and along the way we've been getting helpful insights about how to better navigate change in our own lives, especially the kinds of change that God calls us to be about. So before we dive into today's message, Uh, would you pray with me? Oh, gracious and loving God, uh, we give thanks for this time and this space that we have uh, to to focus on you, to to open ourselves up to hear a fresh word from you this morning as we explore the scripture, as we think about change uh, in our own lives, Lord. We pray that you would uh, push us and and challenge us in the ways that we need to grow, uh, but also that you would speak words of comfort where we need to to hear that this morning. God, we thank you for all you do for us. Uh, We thank you again for this time. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus, who is the living word. Amen. Well, uh, I think for many of us, we are right smack in the middle of a season with a whole lot of transitions that are going on. We're we're right here at the beginning of a a new school year for many of us, if we're students or we have students in our our families. I know uh, many of you started school this this past week. If you're in college as a a student or or professor or administrator, your your fall semester probably started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, That's the case for my wife. She's actually going back to school right now. Her fall semester started a couple of weeks ago, and that's meant an entirely new schedule for our whole family that we've had to to navigate, you know, just sort of rethinking about what time do we need to get up in the morning, and what time do we need to to get the kids up, and who's doing daycare drop-off, and who's in charge of dinner, and and just coordinating all of that. I'm sure that resonates with with many of you, again, if you are a student or you have a student of any age in your family. Uh, But I know others of you are transitioning to a new season at work right now. Um, Still other Others of you are transitioning relationally right now, whether that's you're getting ready to get married or you're sharing an apartment for the first time or or something like that. Uh, And all of that on top of the fact that it feels like we're at this transition point in terms of the pandemic too, at least to to me. You know, for most of the summer, it it felt like we were making progress. You know, things were looking pretty good. Fall plans were were coming together. And then this Delta variant hits and and it disrupts our fall plans in in so many ways and we have to pivot and change and and, uh, make our way through all of that. 
Well, because so many of us are going through so many transitions uh, at the moment, uh, there's something that I want us to think about together today. You know, if we're not careful and if we're not intentional during times like this, there's something that can happen to us. And that is during seasons of transition, it can be really easy to kind of let our faith fade into the background of our lives. During seasons of transition, it can be really easy to let our faith kind of fade into the background of our lives. Uh, Usually this is not intentional, and a lot of times when it begins to happen, we we don't even notice it, at least at at first, but in seasons when so many things are are changing uh, and and there's so much going on, um, several things tend tend to happen. Uh, Number one is we tend to get super busy, right, and we're running around just trying to make it all work and and make it all fit. Uh, And number two is that we tend to have a lot of extra stuff on our minds, right? We've got problems that we're trying to solve, new schedules that we're trying to to navigate. We've got preparations that need to be made as we're moving into a a new season. And in that context, um, faith and investing in our faith, prioritizing our faith, it can kind of seem less urgent by comparison. And and over time, uh, we can begin to, to start praying less often. We can begin to start worshiping less often or just kind of thinking about God less often. Um, Again, it's understandable. I think if many of us think back about our own faith journey, we can see times where where this has happened to us in in the past. Uh, But during seasons of transition, like the one we're in right now, it can be pretty easy to, to kind of let our faith fade into the background of our lives. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, because, as many of us have probably experienced before, uh, sooner or later, that begins to, to catch up with us in different ways, right? Certainly, it catches up to us spiritually at some point. Uh, it can also start to catch up to us relationally and, and emotionally. And at a certain point, it can be the case that the challenges that we face in our lives, and all of us certainly face challenges and, and struggles, that's unavoidable, uh, but the challenges that we face can begin to seem overwhelming to us if we've allowed our faith to fade into the background of our lives. Now, the good news is that there's a very simple solution for all of this, and if we embrace it, it can make a huge, huge difference in our lives. Um, So, this morning, I want to look at this story that we read a few minutes ago from Numbers chapter 13. And what's so fascinating about this story is that the ancient Israelites here, they were in a very similar situation to what many of us uh, are, are in. And so, by looking at their experience, we can learn a very valuable lesson from them about what we can do during our times of uh, great transition. Well, here's the backstory uh, to, to catch you up or, or to refresh your memory. Uh, at the beginning of this Exodus story, when we first meet the Israelites, they are slaves in Egypt. It's a bad situation. They, they obviously want out. So they cry out to God. God has compassion. God hears their cry. And God sends them this new leader named Moses. And Moses comes in and he confronts Pharaoh and he ends up leading the Israelites out of Egypt and into freedom. And at that point, God begins to lead the ancient Israelites on this long road trip that will take them all the way to the promised land, this new land God is giving them, this land that they can call home. Well, by the time we get to this passage here in Numbers chapter 13, the Israelites are right on the edge 
of the promised land. They finally made it this far. They're right on the edge of the promised land. And what that means is that the Israelites are beginning this season of great transition. Uh, And this is a really big deal. They're getting ready to have to transition from being this kind of nomadic, uh, wandering type of of nation to being a more established nation with their own territory to call home. Uh, And as they begin this transition, you know, they've got a lot to figure out. They've got a whole lot of challenges. One of their biggest challenges, actually, is that um, they have these enemies, these other nations, who have actually already conquered this land, and they're already living there. And what that means is that the Israelites cannot just waltz in and and start unpacking when they arrive in the Promised Land, but they're going to have to first defeat their enemies, and these are some pretty formidable foes. Uh, So as they begin this time of transition, the the ancient Israelites, just like us, they start to get really, really busy. They begin all of this planning and all of this preparation and problem solving. And as they're doing all of that and all of the chaos that's involved with all of that, somewhere along the way, they begin to let their faith fade into the background, their faith that God was with them, their faith that God was going to continue to be with them on their journey, that that faith kind of faded into the background of their lives. Well, uh, as part of their planning and and preparation process, uh, Moses, he ends up pulling together 12 spies from among the Israelite leaders. And Moses sends these spies on ahead into the promised land to kind of scope it out and see what's going on and size everything up and then bring back a a report that they can use in their planning and and preparations. So these 12 spies, they go into the land, they, they spend 40 days there checking it all out and they come back to give their report. And we get this scene, this is what our passage in in Numbers for today was describing to us. We get this scene where 10 of these 12 spies, they get up to give their report in front of all of the Israelite people. The whole nation apparently comes together to to hear what these spies have to say about the the promised land. And as these 10 spies get up to speak, uh, they are just shaking. They are just quivering with fear. And as it turns out, it's not because they're afraid of of public speaking. Uh, They're afraid because of what they saw in the promised land. Or maybe a more accurate way to say it is that they're afraid of their uh, interpretation of what they saw in the promised land. They start giving their report and they say to everybody, they say, well, uh, yeah, we went over and we we scoped it all out and, and everything. And yes, it is amazing land. It would be an awesome place to live, no doubt about it. Uh, but friends, they say, we're, we're here to tell you that that ain't gonna happen. Well, well why not? Well, they go on and they say, uh, our enemies who are already over there in the land, uh, they are huge and they are powerful and they are so, so strong. And as the spies continue to to give their report, they they start to elaborate more and more about this. And they end up saying that that actually our enemies over there, uh, they're actually not even human. Uh, They're like these superhuman giants. And compared to them, we're like these tiny little baby grasshoppers. I mean, we have no hope of success, they say. So so their point with all this, they're, they're saying we need to turn around and we need to run in the opposite direction and we need to never, ever come back. Well, do you see what's happening here? Uh, They're overwhelmed with fear uh, because what they're up against feels 
impossible. Now, what we know is that there's not actually any giants in the land, not at all. Uh, and the enemies that, that they're going to face over there, they're not actually invincible, not really. But it feels that way. And it feels that way because they've allowed their faith to, to fade into the background in this time of, of transition. And as a result, these spies had lost sight of the fact that it was God who had called them here, and it was God who had led them here. They, they lost sight of God's promise that God was going to continue to see them through. And as a result, the challenges that they faced completely overwhelmed them and just flooded them with fear. I'm guessing that many of us uh, know what it's like to be in that place where our challenges feel invincible and we become flooded with, with fear. I know I've been in that place. It's a scary place to, to be. Well, the good news for us, the good news for us is that we can avoid that scary place. And if we already find ourselves there, there's a way out of that scary place if, if, we learn from the example of these 10 ancient Israelite spies, and if we do the exact opposite of what they did in our own times of transition, if instead of allowing our faith to, to just kind of fade away into the background of our lives, instead we can do the opposite and we can prioritize our faith in times of transition. We can actually invest in it intentionally. We can prioritize our faith in times of transition. As the story continues, uh, we meet uh, two additional of these Israelite spies who did this exact thing and it made all the difference for them. These two spies that we meet are named Joshua and Caleb. Uh, my son's name is Caleb, and so I always feel a special attachment to this story. Um, but apparently, in this time of transition, when all the other Israelites were kind of unconsciously allowing their faith to fade into the background, Joshua and Caleb, they chose to prioritize their faith during this season. And we don't know exactly how they did that. We're not told. I mean, it could be that they made extra time for prayer each day. It could be that they were intentional about making time for worship. It could be that they were embodying their faith by making sure that they were spending time uh, serving people around them, serving their, their neighbors, that kind of thing. We don't know exactly, but however they did it, they made sure to prioritize their faith and it made all the difference. Uh, of course, uh, Joshua and Caleb, uh, they were two of the, the 12 spies. So they went with the other 10 spies to scope out the promised land. And they saw everything the other spies saw. They saw the land, they saw the enemies, they, they saw the, the challenges. And they acknowledged the, those challenges. They were real about, you know, this is not going to be easy. And yet, and yet they remained calm and they remained confident and as they give their report to the other Israelites, we find out why. It's not because they were confident in themselves and their own ability, but it's this. Uh, in Numbers chapter 14, verse 9, Joshua says to all the people, he says, The Lord is with us, so don't be afraid. The Lord is with us, so don't be afraid. Here's the point of, of all of this. Because Joshua and Caleb prioritized their faith during this season of transition, they were confident when everyone else was kind of panicking. 
they were calm when everybody else was overwhelmed and, and freaking out, and they were able to face their challenges without being overwhelmed by their challenges. That's the power of prioritizing our faith in times of transition. This can be really hard to remember when we're in the middle of the chaos of, of transition, uh, and we need to, to remember it. So I was thinking as I was preparing this sermon, what's a good, like, memorable way that I can sum this up and, and phrase it for people where they'll remember it when they need it? And here's the best thing that I came up with, and this is a little bit corny, um, but, but I came up with this. When you feel the enormity, make faith a priority. Uh, when you feel the enormity, the enormity of a new school year, the enormity of a new job, a new phase in life of, of whatever kind, when you feel the enormity, make faith a priority. Make faith a priority. Well, I want us to spend a, a couple of minutes here uh, just thinking, and you know, we're in this time of transition in, in our own lives, so many of us, how does this apply to us right now. Uh, here's a, a question for you to, to think about. Uh, as you are settling into your new rhythms for this fall, your, your new routines, can you invest just a little extra time in your faith each week? Can you invest just a little extra time in your faith each week? Uh, I know that time is hard to come by for a lot of us because we're, we're so busy, uh, but the truth is that prioritizing our faith, that means investing time into it. You know, we get this pretty intuitively, I think, in other areas of our lives. I mean, especially relationships, right? Like just as an analogy, uh, I can say that I'm prioritizing my marriage, right? But if, if I'm not investing time, uh, if I'm not spending time with my wife, if I'm not investing time in, in thinking about my wife and investing time thinking about how I can be a better spouse to my wife, well, then I can say that, that I'm prioritizing my marriage, but I'm not really, right? Like, not, not in a meaningful way. Uh, and it's similar with our faith as well. We've got to invest time into it. So I, I want to leave you this morning with a, a very specific suggestion. And this is maybe going to feel too specific to, to some of you, but just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Um, what I know about you, uh, well, at least one thing I know about you, is that uh, you have 168 hours in your week, every week. You can check my math on that. Uh, that's just a fact. You have 168 hours every week. Now, I don't know how many of those hours you're already investing in your faith in, in some kind of a, a way, but what I want to suggest to you is that you try to add an additional hour this fall. Not an additional hour a day, right? I'm being realistic about this, but, but out of those 168 hours a week, in this fall season, this season of transition, can you invest one additional hour a week in your faith? And here's just a, a couple ways that, that that could look for you, depending on kind of where, where you're at. Um, if you're not yet in the habit of worshiping every single week, uh, well, just commit to that. Commit to this hour. And then there you go. That's, that's your one hour a week. If you're already worshiping on a, a regular basis, a good next step for you would be to join a small group this fall. And if you show up to small group every week, then boom, uh, there's, there's your additional hour. If you're already in worship and, and already do a, a small group, that's awesome. 
awesome. Maybe the hour for you uh, could look like, you know, just spending maybe 10 minutes a day in prayer. Maybe that's how you start your day with 10 minutes of, of prayer or, or devotional time, reading scripture or something like that. Uh, or it could be that you join one of our volunteer teams to help make worship happen and, and serve in that way. You could participate in our Send Love prison ministry and, and participate in that weekly to, to write letters to, to prisoners and, and serve. It could take a number of different forms. If you're already doing all of those things, then uh, wow, we might need to consider hiring you onto the staff or something. That's amazing. Uh, uh, keep it up. Now, I know some of you are hearing this and you're like, look, Daniel, uh, no way. Uh, ain't going to happen. You don't know my schedule. You don't know how busy I am. I, I cannot make one more hour for one more thing. Um, and I hear that and I get that. I, I really do. But before you just trash this idea, imagine with me for a second. Imagine with me how different this fall would feel for you if you were to invest that additional hour in your faith. And as you imagine that, are you going to feel more busy as a result? Are you going to feel more overwhelmed as a, resort, uh, as a result of, of devoting an additional hour to your faith? I think if, if Joshua was here, if Caleb was here, what they would tell us is no way, no way. Because investing in your faith is going to help you keep all the other things you're dealing with in proper perspective. It's going to keep you from being overwhelmed by the challenges that you face. It's going to help you spiritually, certainly. It's going to help you emotionally and relationally. You know, none of us knows what all this fall season is going to throw our way because we can't see the future. We just don't know. But here's what I do know is that if we invest more in our faith, it's only going to help us. It's only going to help us. So remember, when you feel the enormity, make faith a priority. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and, and loving God, uh, we thank you for your presence with us during this time of transition. We know that you're always with us, that you constantly are beside us and you go in front of us and behind us as we navigate all of the ups and downs and, and everything in between that we face in our lives. But God, we confess that during chaotic times of transition like this, as we're so busy and working on so many different things and trying to figure out so many things out, it's, it's so easy, God, uh, for us to let our faith fade into the background, to start to engage with you less, to pray less, to worship less frequently, Lord. Uh, and, and we know, many of us know from prior experience, that when we let that happen, it doesn't help us. It, it only ends up hurting us in the end. So God, we ask for the grace and we ask for the wisdom that we need from you to, to help keep us focused on you in this season. Lord, help us to devote the time necessary to maintain our faith, to continue growing in our faith. Lord, we know that ultimately you created us for relationship with you. So help us to prioritize that as you call us to in this season. God, we thank you for all the ways that you provide for us and all that you do for us, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. You, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. 
If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.